Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey, everybody. This is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review. Here we are, people. Yeah. It's another great yeah. episode of the film review. Yeah. We are your husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And do we have a jam-packed show for you today? Of course, we have our special guest. Yes. Pharaoh said that. He's going to be on with us very shortly. That's blessing us with his knowledge and wisdom. That's right. We're going to be talking... let me let me back up a little bit. Let me give him his full yes. uh, esteem and name. Yes. It is Pharaoh Ramesses El Atan. Yes. Will be on with us today. Yes. We're going to be talking about many different things. We're going to be right. reviewing the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's yes. Harold Belafonte's film, yes. and I Am Legend. Two films about. New York being in total devastation and the whole population of the globe disappearing but both films are set in New York and they're based on a book called I Am Legend. It was written in 1957, right? So we're going to be talking about that. But uh, before we get started, how was your day? My day was good. My uh, week has been just like a roller coaster, you know, with the virus. You know, the, the the deaths in the various cities and just really across the world, right? Across and, the um, world. It's just, just stressful and sad, you know, to it's see stressful. everything that's going on. And like right now, it's the allergy season, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody that I talk to that have allergies, including me, we're like all paranoid. <laughs> we're like, is this COVID? So it's just, it's just been stressful. So that brings us to the Film Review Podcast Blurbs of the Week. How was your week? My wife already yes. let you yeah, know how, how her week was. My week was uh, pretty good. You know, okay. we found out uh, different things that were going on, right? Yeah. Different yeah. things that were going on. And, uh, you know, the Surgeon General spoke. Okay. You know, he's a black man. And okay. He spoke, and the people weren't too happy with what he said. We're going to be talking about okay. that, right? Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really, really interesting, right? Yeah. Okay. But the biggest blurb of the week. Okay. As I'm this, there's always okay. something going in the back, people, that throws <laughs> off the sound. And, you know, I'm, I'm a stickler, stickler on sound. Listen. Yeah. So, the biggest blurb of the week okay. is about... Apparently, African Americans okay. 
are dying at seven to one okay. from the COVID-19 okay. coronavirus. Okay. They are dying seven okay. to one. Okay. And this was the big headline of the week. This is what took up all of the air, yeah. took up all of the energy of right. people out there trying to figure out why African-Americans okay. are seven to one yeah. to die of COVID-19, uh, which brings us yeah. to our guest yeah. of the evening, right? Yeah. Producer of uh, Pharaoh Said That, Pharaoh Ramesses L. Atan is our guest, a man who expresses his thoughts on life, global crisis like the pandemic, yeah. and his work to spread the advantages of eating vegan yeah. to his ever-growing audience. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. without further ado, we welcome Pharaoh Said That yes. to our live stream. Yeah. Pharaoh Ramesses El Atan, are you on the line? Yes, I am. How are you all doing? How, how are you how doing? Are you? Good to hear from you. Yes. I'm doing great. It's, it's good to hear from you, and we're going to get right into it, you know, because you have multiple programs talking about mm. um, what is necessary to survive coronavirus, the type of foods that should be eaten, mm. and why and how the virus does not connect mm. to those type of foods because they're living foods versus uh, other carcasses that people may eat that are connected that, co that the virus is able to connect to. So my first question to you is, first of all, how are you doing? Is, I'm doing great and I want to say before we even get started that I know when you started doing this program you had no idea that you would end up being someone savior for our community because you're putting the message out here right now at a vital time. So I want to salute the both of you. You're doing great work. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And likewise, yes, because we listen to you. We watch your show. I mean, extensive. Yes. Extensive YouTube channel. Yep. yep. Uh, IG yep. channel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my first question to you is, what are the main foods people need to stock up with during this uh, pandemic? of COVID-19? Uh, the main foods that they want to get is rice, beans, pasta, uh, mostly starches based on the fact you never know how long you're going to be in the house. Uh, they need to get uh, things like peanut butter, uh, jelly. Uh, uh, they need to get spaghetti sauce for their pastas. Uh, these are the basic and at the last minute, they can go get their vegetables or whatever because we never know exactly what day they might not even let us come back out. They might even close the store. Uh, a lot of uh, shipping companies, a lot of trucking companies are having a hard time uh, getting uh, the shipments out or getting people to come to work. And also, uh, they're getting kind of desperate to shut everything down right now because they're going to lose money if they don't get the country open back up. So they might force us to just stay in for two weeks to four weeks. You never know. 
So you want to get rice, beans, pastas, uh, things like that. Things that uh, are not that expensive, the things that can feed you and your children, that can stretch. Things that when you cook them, they kind of swell up a little bit, they kind of stick to your ribs, and that's the basics on what you want to get. And those are the things that are selling out the quickest in the stores. Mm -hmm. And so these are mostly dry good items, right? So, so tell the people the logic yeah. of, of dry good items versus uh, uh, fresh produce. Fresh produce is not really a good idea to buy because you never know when you're going to be in the house. So just buy your fresh produce as you do regularly. Yeah. Most right now, in case you're locked in the house, buy frozen vegetables, which I really don't eat, but I did buy them. In the case of emergency, you're going to have to eat what's available. Yeah. So buy frozen vegetables, buy these rice and beans and anything that don't eat those. Buy your other food to eat now while we can still go to the store and have that put up just in case the day comes you wake up and the National Guard is in front of your house. Oh. Mm. So would you have ever, you know, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we're talking about, we're talking about different movies. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about different movies that have to do with pandemics and uh, dystopian worlds and uh, uh, pandemics and also uh, disasters, you know, post-apocalyptic type things. But uh, out of seeing all these movies, which you have, or reading all the different articles or thinking about the pandemic of 1917 or looking at other disasters, would you ever think that we would in the United States would be in a situation like this that is a global pandemic situation. Did you ever think that that would happen? I thought it would be worse. I thought one day we'd wake up and a lot of people would just drop dead because um, people are basically committing with their lives by the pharmaceuticals they're taking and by what they're eating. They're eating food that after a certain amount of time uh, everybody's going to have to cash that check at the same time. If you're all eating uh, McDonald's and Burger King for uh, 20 or 30 years, what's the result of that? Will we all get sick at the same time? So I expect it. I expect worse. I expect more of these type of problems. Because if you look at coronavirus uh, from 1930, when they first started investigating, it comes from chicken. And uh, with 1965, when they studied it, they found out it came are from pigs and rats. Later they find out that all the animals that have coronavirus are rats, mice, chickens, turkeys, cows, dogs, cats, rabbits, and pigs. And these are animals that are on farms and there's cross-contamination amongst them. And so if you're eating an animal that has this already, uh, if the pandemic breaks out, uh, your body is the perfect house for it. It goes in your body. How can it tell the difference between you and the chicken and you and the cow when this is what's stuffed into your colon? So I've been trying to tell black people for a long time, we have to stop eating this dead flesh and go back to plants. Plants were put here by the creator to make sure they take care of us. This is where we build our house from wood. This is where we make our paper from hemp and wood. This is where we get our medicine. This is where we make our clothes from cotton. So the plants are the savior of the people. The Bible says the leaves of the tree shall be for the healing of the nation. So we need to go back 
to plant-based and we need to leave the dead animals alone or it's going to be worse than this mm -hmm. so you would say that eating a plant-based diet that's the advantage versus uh eating pork beef uh chicken even fish the the, the plant base is the way to go and people should be let, 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 let me put it this way let me preface it with this i remember we were at this uh restaurant and we were at a at a pizza restaurant here in las vegas and i elected to get the vegetarian pizza with with the spinach and everything on it right with the whole grain crust and the the people who i was around was were laughing at me and they were saying look at this garbage that you got it looks like a garbage can i said well when the time comes now this was like two years ago and i told them when the time comes we will have to be thin a thin people and almost transparent to be able to withstand what's happening with the atmosphere, what's happening with the ozone layer, or what's happening if something disastrous happens, we have to be able to only eat possibly once a day, or maybe not be able to eat for several days and still be able to function. So would you say that, uh, well, what are the advantages of, of turning yourself from a carnivore into a vegan? Well, the basic science of plants are designed to uh, grow out of the ground. All of the minerals and nutrition that we're supposed to get are, are minerals that are in the ground that we can't, we can't consume them. We can't just eat iron. So the plants are designed for the roots to go down into the ground. The roots pull the nutrition out of the earth and the water and moisture out of the earth. Coconuts have pure water. They pull the water, the moisture, and the vitamins out of the earth. And the plants are designed so that it won't die when you pull it up. So when you, when an apple falls off the tree, it doesn't die right away. It's living food. It contains all of the natural elements that the tree has pulled out of the ground. And it also contains sunlight. So when you eat plants, you're eating living food. The food is still alive. When the food dies, you usually throw it out. So this lettuce is no good anymore. So while the lettuce is still green, it's actually still alive. It's designed to be alive after you harvest. Whereas meat is dead. And so if there is nothing there, the idea that you're going to get protein from a cow is not really that intelligent because where did the cow get it from? The cow doesn't eat hamburgers. So plants have been given to us on this planet and it has all our medicine it has everything in it to maintain our body but we're especially black people we're raised to just do what other people showed us what to do and we were shown by people that's coming out of sharecropping and slavery and so we're supposed to be advancing. We're not supposed to be emulating our grandmothers and our great-grandfathers. They wanted us to advance. They wanted us to be wiser than them, smarter than them. Uh, we're living in a time where you have a slave owner on the side of a KFC, KFC building, <laughs> and nobody looks at the colonel and say, this is a slave owner in the community. He's all about chicken. The colonel Sanders is a slave owner. He's a colonel. He is. We and talk so about that. I suppose they put... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was We're just supposed to add that. Okay. 
<laughs> we're supposed to advance. We're supposed to be advanced. We're supposed to go further. My mother and father didn't have much education. They came out of Alabama. They were born in the 30s. And they had me, and I'm supposed to advance. I'm supposed to, we're supposed to advance economically. We're supposed to advance nutritionally, scientifically. We're supposed to advance. We shouldn't be eating the same food uh, that we ate, you know, 80 years ago. We should, and, and we're not even eating that good. Uh, if you look back at your great-grandmothers and grandmothers, their meals were mostly plant-based. They had a, a wide variety of food on the plate. They ate okra, they ate uh, rutabagas, they ate sweet potatoes, they ate string beans. They didn't just eat chicken, bread, and uh, a biscuit. My grandfather couldn't afford to kill all his chicken so we can have a lot of chickens. On the farm, you have to be selective to these chickens. But you must understand that the chickens your great-grandmother ate is not the chickens you're eating. You're eating chickens that come from industrial farming. And these chickens have been shot up with a lot of vaccines. And there is no way you're going to be eating, be able to eat vaccinated animals without having to take the vaccine. A lot of black people don't realize you're going to have to take that coronavirus vaccine if you're eating animals that have been vaccinated. You're eating unnatural, so you have to do something unnatural to live. You're eating vaccines. You're eating everything they give them because they're, they're raising them on top of each other, mm -hmm. and they're unclean. Yeah. And so we need to wake up. Dick Gregory tried to tell us years ago yeah. that we have to wake up. In the beginning of the Bible, it said, and I give you all green herbs for meat, and it was so. And every creature on the planet was basically a vegetarian and a vegan. And then man fell. And that's when man had to resort to eating at a lower level. When you look at us religiously, we always try to go back to Christ. We always try to go back to Moses. We always try to go back to the book of Revelation. Why don't we go back to the beginning? Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning when we were living a natural life and we were living off of the plants that the Most High gave us to sustain ourselves. You mm -hmm. don't build your house out of a pork chop. You build your house from wood. So everything, the most valuable things on this planet come from plants. Go ahead. Okay, so for the people who are just uh, chiming in and coming in, we are talking to none other than Pharaoh said that. Yeah. Pharaoh Ramesses El Atan. He is a vegan and he has programming that breaks down exactly why uh, black people should be reverting back to where we're supposed to be, which is eating vegan foods and how eating vegan can help you combat coronavirus 19, uh, no, well, coronavirus, COVID 19, and how you know all of these pre-existing conditions high blood pressure etc etc how eating vegan can make you less susceptible right. to dying from COVID-19 and this is what we're talking about people so my next question for you uh Pharaoh is how did you become vegan what was what were the steps were you always vegan or you know who who taught you well, I became a vegan in 1979. I've been a vegan 41 years. 
Mm. And uh, Dick Gregory was a big influence. Uh, and uh, some of my friends that I met at music college that were eating like that. And at the time when I became a big hit, of course, my mother and father thought I was crazy. People like, what is that? And I started going dreadlocks in 1979. People like, what is that on your head? I'll dreadlocks, everybody knows what it is. Uh, but when I became a vegan at that time, um, people said, you're going to die if you don't eat meat. 79, 89. Oh, you're not dead yet? 99. Oh, wow. Okay, so so let's talk about the vaccine. Let's talk about the vaccine for a minute. I, I see a lot of posts from people who warn people about oh this va- they're trying to push the vaccine, and I often ask the question to the people who post it to the poster. I say, well, what are you going to do about it? 
what's to do about it? Are you how are you going to keep from taking the virus? Ever taking the uh, well, actually, it is the virus right. within the vaccine. How are you going to keep from taking the vaccine if they tell you if you don't take the vaccine, you don't work? That's right. A good thing is this, brother. They're young, so they don't know any better. I'm born in 1958. So vaccine saved my life. I, we were born right after smallpox, right after polio, right after the whooping cough, right after the German measles. So we were the baby boomers born in the late 50s, and vaccine saved us. So vaccines aren't necessarily bad. Vaccines are a, um, a unnatural way to protect you from an unnatural world. Mm-hmm. If you live in a dirty, polluted, toxic world, mm-hmm. you might have to take a toxic shot to protect you from that. You're not living in a natural world. And if more people went vegan, more people would insist to live in a natural world. But the idea that you can avoid taking a shot while you're eating animals that have taken shots, it's just not realistic. Your animals are polluted. The chickens, they shoot them up in the wings. And the, that medicine stays in those wings. And what do they sell in our community? Wings, wings. You can get 100 wings for $2. <laughs> so they sell wings and you're actually, eating, you're actually eating the medicine that they shot into the chicken. The chickens carry coronavirus. I actually brothers talking about 5G. But you got a chicken with coronavirus in the microwave up. So you got coronavirus in 5G right there in your kitchen. <laughs> and you microwave in the chicken. And that's 5G and coronavirus. So we got to step up until all of this. If you ate better, you would cook better. You would know. I've been not use this Teflon. Why is this stuff scraping off my pot? Where is this metal going? It's going inside of you. Get cast iron. Like people cooking cast iron, so if you get in the oven, at least you get an iron, not Teflon. We have to step our game up. Just stop eating meat is just the first step to us going to a more natural environment. We have to go to it. This 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 planet is toxic, and that's why everybody is sick. The, the, the place is toxic, and the coronavirus. Listen, black people, listen to me. The coronavirus is the front, okay? There are three coronaviruses out here. One of them is a bio-weapon. It's a mixture of MERS, SARS, and HIV. And an Asian lady stole from the United States and took to China to their bio lab in Wuhan, where they were experimenting and shooting up bats with this, and the bats got out of the place. And later, some Asians caught the bat, and it ended up in the Wuhan market. And they don't know how many different strains of these viruses got out. But they do know the main one, the COVID-19, the weapon, they know that your chance of surviving, if you get that one, it's not good. And they can't tell this to the public. So please, black people, stay in the house, keep your face covered, wash your hands, gargle with warm salt water from sea salt. And rinse your mouth out with warm water and sometimes take some warm sea salt and, you know, rinse your nose out with warm water. Because this is a bio-weapon. This is a weapon designed for you not to know you have it for two weeks. And by that time, you pass it to the enemy. And when you look up and find out you got it, everybody has it. This is a very serious situation. Even Donald Trump didn't know this because this was covert action. 
Mm. Nobody knew she stole it until it leaked in China. And that's when they realized, where did they get this from? Oh, they stole it. And so this is very serious. This is a man-made error. This is an error. This is a breach of containment. Mm. So take this serious. So do not play. Take this serious. Take your vitamins. Take your zinc. Get to some tonic water. Get some Schweppes tonic water. Schweppes tonic water. And if you do get sick, you don't have to take sick yet. That to get Schweppes tonic water. It's got quinine in it. And quinine is a certain chemical that will help your body absorb the zinc when uh, COVID-19 tries to shut the body up. It's a weapon. Oh. It, when, it, when it gets on your hand and it gets on your face, it can't do nothing. When it gets in your nose, it can't do nothing. It's trying to work its way to your lung. It doesn't activate till it gets to your lung. So the key is to keep it out your nose, keep it out your throat. Goggle this out. Because if it gets to your lungs, it fills up your lungs like cement, and it cements itself in so no zinc or nothing can get in there to help you. But this, if you get this stress tonic water, this will help the zinc get into your lungs to kill some of the virus so that your antibodies, that your immune system can uh, react and start to save you. There's a doctor doing this, he hasn't lost one patient. But he's not using quinine, he's using that other pill, that the, the pill they use for uh, malaria. But the doctors have stolen all of those. So you're not going to be able to add. So $20 treatment could save everybody's life, but they're not telling you that. But I pill for five days could save everybody. Hmm. It's like, well, really, 15 pills. Three different pills you take five times, five days, and it can save everybody. But they're not telling everybody that. So I'm telling you all. Go to the store, get you some zinc, get you some, get you some sweats, tonic water. It's going to say quinine, contains quinine, and just put those up. Don't use them. Somebody gets a little sick, have them drink that water and take that zinc, and you'll pull through. But you have to give your body something to fight with and all of the medicine is in plants y'all all the medicine is in plants and i'm going to tell y'all something these governments have been feeding us meat and these governments from 1920 1965 to 2000 and 2000 when they found out about SARS they find out it came from the Himalaya civic cat over there and over there in asia where they was eating that cat and that's where they got SARS from so these governments realized that meat was giving us virus well guess what they did y'all did they tell us to get off meat? No. They went and took the viruses and made weapons. They made weapons from the viruses that are in our meat and made the weapons even stronger. You would think they would have told us, hey, these coronaviruses are in animals. No, they didn't tell us anything. They went and made weapons out of it. Think about that, John. Mm. Mm-hmm. So let, let, let's go back just a little bit. Um, where did you? Uh, we talked about how you became a vegan, but where did you first hear? Where where did you first hear someone talking about vegan food? Would it be like uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, "How to Eat to Live"? Was that something that you based your um, transition on in the beginning? No, I was just a little young black kid. I got out of high school and. Uh, in those days, you know, it wasn't like now. Your mother never did say, what you gonna do with yourself? What you gonna do with yourself? You know, I got out of high school on a Friday, I graduated, and Sunday they say, your auntie coming to get you tomorrow, you got a job. And uh, they, took me, <laughs> they took me to work at a book factory. 
And I worked at this book factory, and they was printing this book by Dick Gregory, and I picked it up and read it. It was talking about vegetarianism. I'm like, okay. Then they was printing this book called Make Your Juice or Your Doctor. I'm like, okay, but it still hadn't quit yet. And then one day I went to the food truck. I didn't feel like going to White Castle. And I worked a night shift from 11.30 to 7.30 in the morning. And I went to the food truck, and they didn't have my favorite, my favorite sandwich. Well, I just got some potato chips and orange juice. I ate the potato juice and the orange juice and started working, and usually at about 4.30, I would hit a wall. But when 4.30 came, I felt very strong. I'm like, well, I haven't even eaten anything. Why well, I feel so good? Well, it was because I wasn't digesting all that meat in my coat. So that began to click. And then I ended up going to music college, meeting this, this, this brother, going to work at the stock exchange, and then going to the beach and running into the brother again. And he started explaining more how he was a vegan and a vegetarian. My mind was starting to open up to this. And I started going to see Dick Gregory doing lectures between the brother and Dick Gregory and my natural common sense. I realized, yeah, uh, I want to live. Uh, this, this stuff was going to kill me. So I didn't really become a vegan because I didn't like what I was eating. I, I became a vegan because I began to believe that the food I was eating was going to kill me. I really said, oh, they're trying to kill me. Uh, because I knew for a fact growing up, being born in 1958, I watched them slowly trying to kill us. I watched them go from cornbread to Jiffy Mix. I watched your mother making chicken the natural way to shake and bake. I watched them start making all the candy instead of having natural flavors. They started using artificial flavors. They start putting more sugar on the cereal. When I was little, we just had cornflakes and oatmeal. We didn't have fruit groups and tricks and all that. We didn't have that. I watched these things come into existence. I watched them sell us worse and worse and worse food. I watched our plates get smaller and have less green beans on it and less okra and just get to a point where it's just meat and bread and not really many vegetables, potatoes. So I've slowly watched the deterioration of the way we eat over here. So I just changed. I said, I can't, I'm like, they're not going to kill me. They're trying to kill me. And I was 100% right. I'm 62. I feel great. I'm never sick. I, I went to get my checkup and they said they couldn't believe it. Hmm. So people, if you have questions for, uh, for uh, Pharaoh, you can type in on YouTube and we'll read them to you. We're also on a social media site that says that they don't need any advertisement. We're on and you can type them in there. We have a, a watch party going so you can type them in there. Or you can call 213-943-3358. That's 213-943-3358. We'll take your call and uh, bring it right up. Um, how long does it take? for the body to adjust from eating meat to uh, eating vegan? Well, I had a process that I used and I used to explain it to everybody and then I realized, let me write this down. So what people can do, they can go to www.veganintel.com and order my little manual. It's called The Easiest Way to Become a Vegan. Mm -hmm. If you want to change the way you're eating, don't do it fast, because that way you'll fail. Do it one meat at a time. Okay. Just get off pork first, and wait until you're comfortable. Then get off beef, and just wait until you're comfortable. And keep eliminating, and wait until you're comfortable before you go to the next step. 
because you do have to adjust. Your taste buds are ruined because you're eating artificial taste, artificial flavor. You're eating table salt, which is made with aluminum. You got to swim over the sea salt. So you have to take your time and slowly switch over, slowly learn how to cook, and slowly let your taste buds adjust. Uh, but the biggest problem you're going to have after becoming vegan is your social life. Your social life what stops us becoming vegan. We want to go to the party. We want to go to the Thanksgiving. And like the brother said, when he bought a pizza, he was socializing. People tried to make him feel uncomfortable. So this is the biggest stumbling block is your social life. There's so many black people eat garbage that when you try to eat like you're the oddball. But yet, now that we got a pandemic, look how many of us is dying. Now who's the eyeball? Okay? So this is not a joke. We have to change the way we function. The way we socialize has to change. We have to socialize for doing more than just smoking blunt and drinking alcohol and having sex. We're going to have to start having positive ways of socializing. Socializing where we can raise our money for our family, economic, get together and put some money together, get together and eat right. Nobody never calls your older relatives after Thanksgiving and Christmas. Call them. Call them two days after and they're going to say, oh, I'm not really feeling too good. No one has done the studies on how many of our people die after Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Where's that statistic? Yeah. Do we really know how many uncles and aunties and grandparents we've killed? Feed up next stuff? Think about it. I found that out one day, me and my wife, we went to a family function, and a couple of days later, she wanted to ask her uncle something. She called uncle, hey, he said, I ain't feeling too good. And something, a light came on. I said, well, he was just over there eating all that stuff. So I said, how many times does that happen? We're killing out our, our, our older people. We're going to have to start fighting social responsibility. When you cook the Christmas dinner, you want to eat all that stuff? Ask the older people, who here got high blood pressure? Because we're not giving you all of this. No, Uncle James, you can't have that. You know you, you know your kidneys bother you. No, Auntie Corrine, you can't have that. You know you got hypertension. No, no, sir, you can't have that. You know you got diabetes. Are we doing that? No. We're just giving out people stuff, no, and not even checking to see if they can eat it. Well, well we, we, we know because it's pre-existing conditions that come from the harsh treatment that a majority of the people suffered, uh, ancestors suffered during slavery. And that just passes and the food that they had us eat along with the harsh treatment just passes on, just passes on. And as we as we come into an existence, as we come into existence, then we have to worry about police brutality uh racism that and that all compounds and we just go on ahead and continue to follow the same patterns smoking the cigarettes yeah. smoking the cigars yeah. eating the pork beef yeah. and all that yeah. you know so we just go on so it's just compounding on top of each other yeah. and then if a person here right. here's a question for you here if a person goes let's say someone is 70 years old and they've been doing this compounding, like what I was saying. How soon will they see a result of their high blood pressure coming down, uh, their uh, sugar going away? Because a lot of people got the sugar. <laughs> when they get the sugar going away by changing over to a plant-based diet. 
You're going to see it instantly. Now, if you're overweight, you got to wait some of the weight come off. But instantly, people that went and changed, and within a week or so, they automatically, their vital signs change. Uh, but I want to bring up a point that we got to stop listening to the Europeans because the Europeans got all the vegan restaurants. Yeah. You go to a vegan restaurant, why is it in their neighborhood? Why are they jogging? Why are they exercising? Think about it. Yeah. And so they already know. But here's the thing with pre existing condition. Here you are, you're a mother. You're 350 pounds. You have a daughter. You got a bunch of donuts in the house. You got the baby eating that stuff. And now you want to say it's hereditary. The only thing hereditary is what you feed up. That baby do not have to be looking like you. That baby ain't got to be like you. The reason they stay lying is not hereditary. What's hereditary, you eating the same thing. So you want to say, my daddy had black high blood pressure. Yeah, your daddy had pork chops. And you had pork chops. So it ain't, he wasn't born like that. It's you feeding each other the same thing. That's what hereditary. Right. You're not, you're not born with the same symptoms as your family. You're born eating the same junk that killed them. Right. That's what's going on. Well, Pharaoh, you know, some people say, I'm just big boned. <laughs> <laughs> I was born big boned, you know. <laughs> So any excuse, I guess. Yeah, but bones, 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 bones are not soft. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if I look at your wrist and I look at your shoulders, right. your shoulders are supposed to, supposed to match your wrist. Yeah. So you might be big bone, but your shoulders supposed to match your wrist. Why are your wrist so much smaller than your shoulder? Right. <laughs> no, you're overweight. No, you're not big bone. You eat a lot. You eat a lot. Right. And if you tell me you're big bone, I said, well, let me come to your house and hang out for two weeks. Right. And then you're going to keep getting a little bit on the plate 20 times. I'm going to say, yeah, big ball in my butt. <laughs> you eat too much. Right. Like my mother said, you ain't never seen a, you never seen a fat B.O.W. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. Ray Carlisle says, Ray, we Ray. eat that stuff. We eat that stuff. And what it is is we don't want to put no energy into right. eating right. But then when we get sick, we want to put all this energy all of a sudden trying to get well. Right. And that's phony. That's phony to not spend the same amount of energy before you get sick right. that you're spending after you get sick. Mm-hmm. Now you say, oh, Lord, you run into the doctor, you run into the doctor's bed. Right. Doctor, we got to give it. Okay? <laughs> if you would have done that, right. you wouldn't be at the doctor. Right. So you're just lazy, and it's not till you see your life flashing before you that you're going to die. Right. That now all of a sudden, and some people don't even care then. My friend had diabetes. They ended up cutting on both legs. He was still on the Portuguese McDonald's and drinking mm-hmm. a big so So some people, you know, this food also makes you a little bit of retarded. Yeah. You become, uh, you know, if you eat too much cow, you become cow-like. If you eat too much chicken, you become a chicken. And you can look at black people. We eat all these these uh, passive animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, and look how we behave. Mm-hmm. It's not like we even gorilla. Like we're eating pumps, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. We're eating the weakest of the animal species. Mm-hmm. And the men are eating too many females. What's the results of feeding? You're not eating the rooster, you're eating the female, you're eating the hen. You're not eating the bull, you're eating the cow. Right. Well, what is that doing to women and men that's eating these female species? Mm-hmm. It's a problem. We're like, and on top of that, the, the cattle industry was the, was the head of slavery. The cattle industry was the boss of the United States. The cattle industry formed the railroad. The cattle industry formed the bank. 
The cattle industry shot the buffalo and took the land. The cowboy took the land from the Native American. The cattle industry had the farms where you picked cotton at. Mm, so mm. why are you supporting the beef industry when the beef industry is what made you the same? Mm. Mm. But they you know that those T-bone steaks are just so juicy. <laughs> Ray Carlisle wrote, he's so correct. They are killing, they're trying to kill us with food, medicines, education, religion, yeah. mind, body, mm -hmm. and soul. So you got you got a uh, you got another fan out there. <laughs> I don't understand how people could you know, eat. Trying to kill yeah, like doesn't like beef stays in the system for like what seven years? Seven years? Seven years the before mucus. it digests? I don't. Yeah. Like it's like once you learn this information, I don't understand how people content could continue to eat the way they do. We're gonna shout out to Charles Cleveland yeah. and Michelle. BMDE, yeah. they're watching right now. Yeah, because we totally changed. Well, the information is not okay. Go ahead. Information we don't control our own news media, so now we got social media. We can control some media, yeah. but we there's no one to teach our people. It's not like they wouldn't do better, but they're you know they're not taught that. Yeah. Uh, they're taught from a system that makes money off of them, and they're not going to get on TV until you don't go to McDonald's. And don't go to the steakhouse because right. they're going to lose money. Right. So they, they're not going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. So we have to find out on our own. Your doctor is sick. There is no statistics on how long the doctor lives. The average athlete only lives to their 50s. Mm -hmm. They die in their 50s. Mm -hmm. But see, you're thinking you can lift weights and build up your muscles. Uh, but in your car, when you get in your car... You go take care of the organs of your car. You take care of the engine. You put oil in the engine. You put the right antifreeze in your car. You take care of your organs. And we're not taught that we have to take care of our kidney, our liver, our spleen, our heart. We have to take care of these things. You can't keep drinking red stuff and making your kidneys clean out of all that red out of that stuff. What is that red stuff? You're going to drink something red, make sure it's naturally red so it can build up the kidney. Now, I know artificial number of colors, and if you go right now, all of y'all, and you go search uh, uh, red number four, artificial color, it's going to say everywhere you look at it called cancer. So what kind of country do you live in where it's known on all these sources that this food color called cause cancer, and they still giving it to your kids? What kind of people would do that? The same kind of people that would have cigarettes and say, here, you can buy these, but right on the side and say, we just want to warn you, this is going to kill you, but go ahead, buy it. We want to shout out to Anthony, who's listening via blog talk. Mm -hmm. And uh, Antoine Jordan said, this is just common sense. Mm -hmm. He also said, the meat will just rot in your system. And Levity24 said, good night, good show. He is on point. Mm -hmm. No wonder people in Louisiana are suffering during this COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. A lot has to go with the diet. Yeah. Uh, my question to you, uh, the next question I have for you is, what about the people who are denying, they, they're spreading, they're saying anything else, they're saying it's the 5G, is this, is that. My thing is, people are dying from something. If they're not dying from the COVID-19 or coronavirus, mm -hmm. then what are they dying from? And so what do you say to people who are 
trying to come up with any excuse mm-hmm. to say that it's anything else other than the COVID-19 virus, but yet people are actually dying in larger numbers than usual. I think the common sense, like what uh, um, what uh, Antoine said, this is just common sense, but I don't think all sense is common. What would you say to that? Um, well, a lot of those people are not really interested in helping anybody. They're on the internet for fame, and they don't say anything for fame. Uh, they're not really that intelligent because um, these things have been traced from the source. And so when you have a lady come off of a cruise to Chicago and go in a nursing home, and she passes to everybody in the nursing home, and the lady dies, that, that's, uh, you know, social and scientific and mathematical proof that they got it from the lady came off the trip. So 5G rationally doesn't make any sense because 5G wouldn't skip around like this. It would just radiate everybody in that area with just have it. So uh, these are just people that already been pushing 5G and anything else that happened, they're against 5G and anything else that happened, they want to slap uh, what they've been pushing on this. So you see it 5G, but it, it's not, it has, 5G is weakening our immune system, but the idea that uh, if you we've been catching colds if you got small kids uh, from kindergarten through third grade you know they break stuff home mm-hmm. so we already know that you pass viruses for years we don't cover your nose when you sneeze cover your mouth when you sneeze so for us now all of a sudden to deny viruses that's a little retarded mm-hmm. you know the idea that 5g is making us sick so that we can uh, go and be diagnosed with coronavirus and told to go in the house so they can set up 5G. That's a little retarded. So let me get this straight. 5G making me sick. So I can go and they tell me to go in the house so you can set up 5G. Okay, all right. No <laughs> comment, okay? It doesn't go there. <laughs> like, bro, are you kidding me? You know, if, you know, the idea that we got to go in the house to set up 5G. You ain't never had to go in the house with nothing else. The Koreans are beating up your women. You ain't doing nothing. They pumpkin black people every day. But they can set up a 5G while you outside. What you gonna do about it? You don't control the police department. You don't even control the stores or the gas station in your community. So they can set up 5G while you outside and you can't do anything about it because you haven't moved forward like we was trying to do when blacks came out the south. You stopped your forward progression in the community. And you let other people come in and buy up the gas stations and buy up all the stores and buy up everything. Hmm. That, that mean that that's facts. Uh, Levity twenty four said exactly. Um, my my thing when people write those uh, things, Pharaoh, I say, well, what are you gonna do about it? I always ask, what are you gonna do about it? What is the whole point of grabbing these articles and posting them and saying this is happening? This is happening. My question is, well, what are you gonna do about it? Like, like Sister Soldier said mm-hmm. on on like Sister said on Buck Wilden, black man, where is your army? I would say, black man and black woman, where is your army? Like, what are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Just like you said, if you're in the house, if they put you in the house, if you were standing outside, they'd be putting tower right across the street from your house. You wouldn't do anything about it. So why are you writing about it? I think it's irresponsible. I think it's irresponsible. And that's why all the time I go back to the same thing. I think it's fine someone to talk about where we think where we think it came from. 
But I think that we should all, our main conversation should be making sure our people are safe. Right. So my main conversation is wash your hands, yep. cover your face, yep. drink warm tea yeah. so that it'll rinse down to your stomach and die, kill it while it's in your throat, rinse your mouth out with sea salt. We should be all talking prevention. Let's get through this. Then we can debate where it came from. If I'm standing on the corner with 10 guys and somebody comes and shoots us and hits two of us, are we going to stand out there and argue about who shot us? No. We're going to get the ones wounded to the hospital and go inside to safety. Then we can talk about who shot at us. But talking about who shot at us ain't prevention. We should all right now be telling our people to practice social distancing and all that. But we haven't. And that's why, that's another reason our community is taking the biggest hit. Because our kids are still going to parties. Everybody's still hanging out. They still passing blunts to each other. Mm. And we haven't put the message out there. If you tell a young black man it's 5G, he's not going to wear a mask. He's not going to take his fear. He's like, man, that ain't real, man, that's 5G. So it's not real. So he, is he going to be safe? So so I think everybody that did that, I got videos waiting for when it's over. I'm doing five blood on your hand. Because there are brothers in the conscious community that have blood on their hand. They have made black people relax at a time of a pandemic. And they have actually killed people. They've added to it. If you said anything other than protect yourself, mm-hmm. you're guilty of killing your own people. Can can the conscious community now this this is where the this is this is a situation where finally the rubber has hit the road, right? Can the conscious community really go back to talking after this is over and it gets back to the new normal? Can the conscious community actually really go back to talking about what they've been talking about? Who was better, Malcolm, Martin, uh, Stokely Carmichael, etc., etc.? Can they really go back to that, or should they be stepping their game up and moving into organization and mobilization of the people? The conscious community is fraud. Because after everything changed in the 80s, they went from people that was acting on the street and went from self-improvement to lectures and who could talk the best and who could remember the most stuff. Originally, consciousness, how can you be conscious if you're not teaching black people to read what's on the label of their food? Consciousness is awareness. And if you're not aware of what you're eating, how are you conscious? And so the conscious community is eating fried chicken. Them dudes ain't conscious. They're fake. They're fried. They're fried. They're just talking. They're not really about that life. You can look at them and see it. They all disappear when Christmas comes. They all go to the daddy Christmas. That European daddy that they love. And then they come out after the holidays, though. Talk about, well, you better hang with family. No, you got to boycott that stuff. And so... Conscious, they're not real. These are frauds. They're not. They don't teach eat to live. They don't teach Eichmann's Vital. They don't teach self-improvement. Consciousness was, conscious community was a cultural community. And it was a community based on fixing yourself. Wasn't based on telling nobody else what to do. It was based on self-improvement. Are you eating right? Are you carrying yourself right? Are you a good wife? Are you a good husband? Are you a good mother? Are you a good father? Are you responsible in your community? It wasn't about getting on here, parroting uh, what you've seen somebody else say. Uh, that's all fraudulent. So the conscious community is a bunch of fraud black men 
the sisters ain't too bad. But the black men, they're flawed. There's no consciousness in them. They're just riding the wave. And as soon as it'll fade out, they'll all disappear. It's the new end thing right now. Mm. That's all it is. It's not real. Mm. At all. They're fake. They're fake. They're frauds. And they don't want to debate me. I gotta go look in their refrigerator. You look in your refrigerator, dude. We can do this for real. Uh, okay, what's that? What's that? That's that, that's a miracle whip? Okay, shut up talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Okay, I, I can't believe... I, I can't believe that we we've got we almost we are almost at the end of the first hour of the show. I can't believe it. So the last question of the night for you before we move on talking about the parallel of what's happening with I Am Legend and uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil, uh, starring Harold Belafonte. Before we move on that, and we talk about the we're getting ready to talk about the Surgeon General. So we want everybody to stay tuned and get your point of view on it. But our last question for you tonight is, where can the listeners learn more about you and get in contact with you or your social media? They can follow me at Pharaoh Said That, YouTube, Pharaoh Said That, Instagram, Pharaoh Said That, uh, uh, Facebook, Pharaoh Said That, or Pharaoh Elaton. You can also follow... uh, Vegan Intel, real vegan Intel, R E L vegan Intel on uh on uh, Instagram. If you follow real vegan Intel on Facebook, vegan Intel on Facebook, and real vegan Intel on Twitter and the Instagram, you can see all of the products that you can go to the store to buy and help you slowly change the way you eat and get the manual, the easiest way to become a vegan. It's written for meat eaters. It's not written for vegans. So I wrote something for. All of you out there to take the nice slow process because if you just take three steps, if you just get to the point you're just eating fish, you're doing better than you was doing. So get that and start taking steps. Slowly take steps to eliminate the worst things in you, what you're eating to clean yourself up and take care of yourselves. And like I said, cover your face, practice social distancing, no socializing. Go tell your little relatives that can't be running in and out of grandma's house right now. They're going to kill grandma. So everybody needs to sit down so that we can survive. So when this is all said and done, we don't have all the fatalities. 70% of the people that's catching it in, in Chicago are black. New Orleans, black. So we're the ones dying the most because we're the ones the most hard-headed. Mm. 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 So... We would like to, we would definitely like to thank you for calling in. Yes. You do not know how, well, you probably know because you do this all the time, but all of the little tidbits of information that was put out there, people are going to have to rewind this and watch it again and write down the tidbits because not only did we talk about vegan food, but we talked about social economics. We talked about spirituality. We talked about the conscious community. And we talked about so much more that wraps up into one great gumbo that we need to make sure is pure for us so that we can advance as a people. And I want to thank you for uh, calling in, uh, Pharaoh, and agreeing to call in. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And please uh, call anytime and... 
and stay in contact with each other because we really appreciate you. Okay, you guys are doing great work and you turned out when you had the dream to do this, you never knew that you would be here for black people in a pandemic. Yeah. So it just shows you keep going where, you know, everything leads you and you end up doing great work. So now you're actually saving lives. Now a lot of people wash their hands more. So you guys, you know, you've been doing the creator's work. So much blessings to you and salute to both of you. Salute to you as well. Have, have a great evening and we will speak again. Yes. Okay, no problem. Just hit me up anytime. All right. Take care. Take care. All right, people. That was Pharaoh Ramesses El Atan. That Pharaoh said that. You you hear his information, but stick around, people, because we have a great show talking about the pandemic because we have been talking about various films that will help you survive a pandemic. Yeah. Right? We, we brought you... The full element of changing from a meat-based diet to a plant-based diet. Make sure that you look at the packaging and stay away from the soybean, though. Soybean was not made for uh, edible consumption, come to find out. But anyway, people, that's that's another story for another time. Make sure you look at the packaging and stay away from soybean. But we've been... So now we're talking about films. For the last few weeks since this pandemic kicked off, we've been talking about films that help you prepare because it's not just the entertainment but it's what the character is doing right so we talked about children of god yeah 12 monkeys yeah escape from new york yeah uh mad max one and two and this week we're talking about the 2009 film i am legend okay uh starring will smith and the world the flesh and the devil uh, starring Harry, Harry, Harry Belafonte okay. from 1959, right? right? right. And it's uh, under his uh, Harbell Production Company. Because, you know, did you know that Harry Belafonte had a film production company? Yeah. Did you know that? Did he put out several films yeah. under that production company? And yeah. this is one of them, yeah. right? And the biggest takeaway from the film... That I see because we're going to be talking about also, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about social order tonight. And and one of the biggest takeaways from both of these films that we have up on the screen now is that when left alone and not tampered with, Mm -hmm. black people just naturally can build and continue on civilization, organization, society, if not tampered with, if not bombarded with the everyday uh, sensory overload of white inferiority politics. That's right, people. I said it, right? So let's see here. Social order. So let's talk about, let's talk about social order in the process of I am legend and the devil, I mean, excuse me, the the world, the flesh, and the devil. Let's take Cara Belafonte's film first, 1959, based on the book, I am legend, written in 1957. You can research all this, right? Right. But 1959, this movie comes out and Cara Belafonte makes sure that the screenplay Mm -hmm. 
pushes what is the social ill in that society. Here he is, a man who is underground at the time. All of this is very metaphoric, Right. right? He's underground at the time when a nuclear disaster happens and all of the all of the whole globe is wiped out right and he he finds his way from from being in the underground right. and he comes out and he looks around and there's no one around mm-hmm. and so he goes and he starts to make a life as a lone person after searching everywhere and calling yeah. out and saying is there anyone else here? And it's yeah. and he moves and he based the story is based in New York. The similarity between the imagery of uh, the world and I Am Legend yeah. is very striking. Yeah, it is yeah. very similar. Yeah. You know, dealing with the cars and yeah. the images of that era versus yeah. the cars of 09 era, which yeah. is much like this era now, which is 11 years later from uh, 2009. Yeah. But it, it's very striking. And he, as a person who worked underground in the coal mines, right. he comes out and he finds a way to use a generator to generate electricity and he basically lights a whole block of New York where he's staying. Meanwhile, there's a person watching him and it is a a, a female that's watching him. We gotta get the uh, The cast. cast. Did you notice like in the movie, uh, in the uh, Harry Belafonte's film, Mm -hmm. the world, the the world, the flesh and the devil, Mm -hmm. You know this how he sustain sustains sustains himself. Sustains himself. That's right. Beans and and like uh, canned foods. Uh, canned foods. Yeah, right. uh, starches. Starches. Right, just like what Pharaoh was saying. That's right. Yeah, That's right. you know, and um, so that was interesting. Oh, and in Harry Belafonte's film, he dealt with was it an atomic bomb? Yes, it was a it was a, no it was a nuclear a nuclear bomb. Yeah, because right? they were afraid of the nuclear Yeah. You know, it was the Cold War at that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, he was working underground. Right. So and then and fast forward to Will Smith, we're dealing with what we're dealing a, with a pandemic. A pandemic. And when we get to Will Smith, the uh, I am legend and the parallel between what's so happening similar. right now, it is so similar. As a matter of fact, the person who Accidentally created the pan the virus that became a pandemic. Looks eerily like Doctor Brooks. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> when you see this film, you see yeah. I Am Legend. Yeah. She eerily looks like Doctor Brooks. You know yeah. the one that's trying to solve the problem. And you know they're trying to come up with this vaccine. Yeah. And what the woman was doing in I Am Legend yeah. was coming up with a vaccine that was supposed to cure cancer. And how was she? trying to come up with it. She was taking the co the coronavirus yeah. and mutating it to somehow help humans yeah. to solve cancer. And she thought she did it, but overnight we're gonna get to that. Anyway. She was uh, that was played by uh, the actress Emma Thompson in Lion Legend. Okay, yeah. so I have the cast now for uh, Harry Belafonte. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and give it to him. Um, Inger Stevens, mm-hmm. of course, starring Her- Harry Belafonte, mm-hmm. and Mel Ferrer. That's right. So listen, people. So 
the world is Sydney, uh, excuse me, not Sydney Poirier, but Harabella. <laughs> so similar. Harabella Fonte, because he created this world yeah. that then the Inga, the Inga character, yeah. uh, she walks in to this. She's been spying him for a while. Yeah. And then she walks into this uh, life. Yeah. But Harabella Fonte made sure the script was written so that the social order was pushed forward. What was the civil rights movement about? It was about breaking up the social order. We're going to get there. Stay tuned. Right. Because, you know, we, we break movies down differently. Okay. So when she arrived, it appears that she starts to have some feelings for Harabella Fonte's right. character, right? She played with Sarah, right? She plays Sarah, mm -hmm. right? And she seems to have, Sarah seems to have feelings for Harabella Fonte's yeah, character, She definitely right? had feelings, right? Right? But Harabella Fonte said, it's no need because one day more people will come and we right. will be back in that social order that we were in, so there's no need to do this now, right? Because she was, like you said, let's not forget, Sarah was stalking him. Yeah, she was stalking him. Right. Absolutely. And at first she was like, don't touch me. <laughs> Meanwhile, she had been stalking She him. had been stalking him the whole time. <laughs> but she had that fear. And he made sure that that was in the script. You know, the same fear that's still today in 2020, back then in 1959. Oh, the big... So he, he put it, it's in there, it's very subtle yeah. and it plays in the picture, but it's up front in your face. Well, kind of in your face, because what did Sarah tell him? She said, I am a 21 year old white woman and I can do as I please. And then that, that he kind of looked at her and that like, was what they call today white privilege. Yeah, she let him know when Everything she got is angry with him. She was like, Look, what's then is now, and what's now is then, nothing has changed. So here comes the devil. Because she's the flesh. And then here comes the devil coming in on a boat. You know, wherever he was traveling from. But he was from New York. But he was away while his wife and child perished. Yeah. He was somewhere on a boat someplace else. In a little boat. And so he comes in and has an engine. And he's driving it in. And so automatically Harold Belafonte. Then his character shuts down from Sarah. And pushes it because even he said before someone said, we're going to find a man for you because right. I can't be that man yeah. because this is this social. Yeah, because Sarah wanted, social order. she wanted to get married. Yeah, she wanted to get married. And he yeah. said, well, uh, if you want to get married, you're not going to get married to me. So we're yeah. going to do this. So in a way, that was good. I was waiting for the black woman to come. So, you know, her that yeah. happened. But anyway, so, so let's fast forward a little bit. So at the end of the film. The, 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 as usual, okay. the Caucasian male gets jealous. Now, now remember, Harold Belafonte's character is doing his own thing. Okay. He's not trying to be around him, but the woman keeps coming around him. Mm -hmm. I thought we were friends. I thought we were, I thought you were happy with this guy. Right. He comes and says, as long as you're here, we're going to have a problem. And so he goes, and next thing you know, rifles are drawn, and yeah. each one has a rifle. But then Harold Belafonte yeah. has the the better angel, so to speak. He throws his rifle away, and then right. the guy. Right. You'll you see the film, but in the end, here it is, people. Harry Harry, Harry Belafonte's character. Right. What's Harry Belafonte's character's name? I, 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 
I forget as we're telling this story, but I want to make sure that I tell it right here. We go back because I had moved over so, time. So Hera Belafonte's character. So Hera Belafonte's character as this black man, right, is way totally more skilled, better than yeah. Ralph. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph Bergen, because yeah, like you said, now remember. The city was just desolate. No electricity, no nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ralph, Harry Belafonte's character, he was on his own for how long do you think? Was it maybe a month before she? It could, it could have been, because, it could have been a year because he was well established. It could have been a year, yeah, because he uh, redesigned. Well, first of all, he his character was a, an engineer. Right. Right. So well, he worked he underground. Yeah, he was yeah. a, a engineer. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, so he redesigned. He all of the lights. He, he rewired. He rewired. Not only that, you remember the television station. He went over to the radio and the TV, the, the radio station, and, and, and got that going. And so got he that going. Hear the last report. That yeah. is something that's in I Am Legend as well. Yeah. Also, he used mannequins. Yeah, in the story, and they said like that that's a nod. Uh, in I Am Legend, the yeah. mannequin storyline is in I Am Legend is a nod to uh, Harabelle Fonte's film, film, right? Yeah. So he had rewired artists. He is right. way better than this guy. But at the end of the film, right. there is something that happens at the end of the film mm -hmm. that you say that's impossible but it was within the film was within right. the social order of the time in 1959 well, they had to get the film green light they had to get <laughs> the film green lit but you know the actors actually as I researched the film the actors the three what, what's the last uh, character Yeah, what's his character's name um, um, They the three actors Benson Thacker Benson Thacker Benson Thacker did not measure up to Ralph at all, right? Not at all. But at the end of the film, it was like this. But actually, the actors, uh, the two actors thought that uh, the Ralph character and the Sarah character should have an on-screen kiss, mm -hmm. but and, and so did Harry mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. right? But the producer said, well, this is not going to get greenlit, and you know, we're going to have trouble in the South with the Southern cold okay. if we do this so let's just keep it where they let's have him touch hands right right so at the end of the film something happens and you like this doesn't even measure up right so this is the social order right what was civil rights about but to break up the social order and while people were all messed up and worried about Republicans, Democrats, mm -hmm. what Trump is doing, what Biden is doing, what Hillary wasn't able to do, why they're worried about all that and the independents and the Green Party, the Yellow Party, the Red Party, the White Party, the Blue Party, why you're worried about all that, mm -hmm. they successfully, successfully gutted the 1866 Civil Rights Act, which all the Civil Rights Acts are based on, and it dealt with fair contracting, mm -hmm. being able to take a person to court mm -hmm. and, and for discrimination. But now the way that the law has been interpreted by uh, SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, now you have to prove beyond 100% of the doubt mm -hmm. 
-hmm. before you even get there. People will not even take it there. So while you've been worried about the Democrats and the Republicans and what Trump is doing and all that, they have successfully gutted the civil rights law mm -hmm. that was the structure and the main foundation that broke, that helped to break up the beginning of helping to break up the social order. Now, I am legend. What? Before we get to that, okay, the film, uh, Harry Belafonte's film, mm -hmm. make sure you see that because we gave you bits and pieces, but we didn't give you the, you know, we don't want to mess up your film experience. So we didn't tell you everything. And when you watch this film and you see what Harry Belafonte did for uh, Mel Farrar's character, mm -hmm. uh, Oh yeah, there's something that he does. He yeah. does something that he does for him, and um, and that's the things he Benson. Yeah. What he does for Benson, and you have to see this film because there we left a lot out, and some stuff you will like. Your mouth will open wide open. And you're like, what? It's right. It's 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 what's happening now. What's happening now? And you say Harry was a bigger man than me because uh, that's right, a bigger <laughs> man. Listen, um, Michelle. Uh, BMDE said I am enjoying this this is very informative I do agree with him regarding the uh, additives and foods today I believe it's getting progressively worse foods foods are not the same the nutrition the nutritions are not are no longer there Thank you all. Great show with valuable information. That's what she said. She left Thank three you. comments. So, Thank uh, you. Thanks Michelle. Um I am legend, Will Smith, 2009. He is a person who is immune to the virus, right? Yeah. Here it is, a scientist that comes up at the beginning of the film who looks early like Dr. Burks. Now remember, they are creating a vaccine right now that will help fight the coronavirus. In this film, parallelism, now in, in literal parallelism, in this situation, in the film, the woman is taking a coronavirus to mutate it to make it positive for humans to solve cancer and at that time she had had uh, 10,000 tests and everything yeah. seemed good yeah. but as it went on people it was not good it was not good it was not good and soon yeah. you found out that the virus if it did not kill people yeah people will fall into a zombie-like state that they had to eat. Let's eat. Were they like like Brother they Lynch, like huh? They were zombie like vampires. vampires. They had to eat. Let's eat. Horrible. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Will Smith is vulnerable. Is 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 uh, is uh, not. He's uh, immune. Yeah. To the virus, right? And so, because he's immune to the virus, you know how they're talking about now in the media. If you're right. really paying attention to what's going on, if you're not being sucked in by uh, them just talking about negatively about Trump, if you're watching, they're talking about finding people who will have immunity so they can draw their blood. Yeah, because they said some people are curious, right? But but they said people who have already had it, right? Who then are immune to it? They right. won't be able to catch it again. They'll be able to take their blood and then from there make the plasma and make the vaccine that then yeah. people will shoot into them that will help to yeah. make people immune to this. Mm -hmm. And so she was trying to make something that was immune to cancer. It didn't work. 
and it mm. kicked off and what happened it went airborne yeah. and this is where the story kicks off but all this is told to you in flashbacks through yeah. Will Smith's mind because when the film first opens up you see New York much like you see New York in the world the flesh and the devil yeah. it is in devastation and you see it from uh, God shots and yeah. then you see Will Smith's truck coming in then you yeah. see Will Smith it's beautiful storytelling the the film grammar on it right. is very, it's incredible, right. right? And the things that he goes through and the, the what he preys on right. versus being preyed on mm-hmm. and the natural king and queen of the jungle yeah. preying on some of the same prey that he's preying on. Right. So it, it's real good. Right. The mannequin situation is real yeah. Good in the good story, night. the parallelism between the world, yeah. the flesh, and the devil, and yeah. I am legend, beautifully done. Yeah. It's a nod to Harold Belafonte. Yeah. You have to see yeah. both films. Now, yeah. what's eerily disturbing about mm-hmm. I am legend is mm-hmm. the parallel to what's actually happening mm-hmm. today. The parallel to what's actually happening today is very unnerving and disturbing and you have to see this film. But as you watch the film, you see again, here is a black man who outside of the social order, when left to his own devices, he is able to build a fortified situation that protects him from the ravenous yeah. uh, vampire what do you call those dark seekers dark seekers that's dark right seekers. that's right and so he's able to do all this and at the same time he's working experiments to yeah. try to help cure. them yeah. to find the cure yeah. so that he can cure them so that more people can be around him. Now, people. You know what? They didn't show it in I Am Legend mm-hmm. but after watching Harry Belafonte's film and seeing the state of uh, the city that Will, well, Will Smith's character and I Am Legend is in mm-hmm. they didn't show it but he had to have a rewired his house, the electricity and everything, because everywhere else was like desolate. But yeah. in his home, he had electricity, he had a a system where he could shut down his house, he had those huge lights, he lived what, right. near Central Park. Right. So mm-hmm. he, yeah, so you can see the similarities. That film is like a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. And it's just like, no matter... Like for years, whenever it's on TV and you're flicking through the channel, you, you can't help but watch it. So it was nice to watch it again, you know, for maybe the hundredth time. And what's so great? Us. What's so great is, do you right. remember the movie with signs mm-hmm. by oh, with, with yeah. starring Mel Gibson? There is, yeah. there is a sign. Now remember in signs, I'm sure yeah. you've seen signs, so yeah. this won't be in Night uh, Night Shyamalan. It won't be. A spoiler, but there's something that happens where oh, yeah. he is a he is a pastor. Right. Uh, Mel Gibson's character yeah. is a pastor, and right. he has lost his faith because his wife yeah. was in a car accident, and 
he said that, you know how they say that when people are dying, they're saying some of the most profound things. She's crashed in between yeah. a barrier yeah. and a car, yeah. and she raises up and looks at him as he gets there and says, tell, I forget uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix's character's it. name, yeah. but he says, tell, let me just yeah. say, tell Fred yeah. to swing away. And then he said, so he said then, he said, no one is saying anything profound. He made him lose his faith and everything. But in the in the movie Signs, it's a metaphor because there is a spiritual sign. And then these are these crop circles that are happening and saying that the aliens are actually there, right? Another great film. Another great film. But at the end of the film, he looks at Joaquin Phoenix and he says... Merle. Uh, uh, yeah, Mer Merle, okay. Yeah. And he, he looks at Merle, yeah. uh, uh, Mel Gibson's character. The Reverend. Yeah. Or the Reverend. And he looks at him and he says, swing away. And we're not going to tell you why he told him to swing away, but you have to see this film. Yeah, the same thing happens with his little daughter. There's something that happens in the flashback sequences yeah. in Will Smith's mind that tells you what actually happened, why he's by himself and his yeah. little daughter played by Willow. Yeah, and you want to see she Willow looked, when she was uh, a, uh, just a wee, what, five? She looked five. Five, yeah. about five year old. Oh, you see her then, and she's yeah. saying, Daddy, Mommy, butterflies. Yeah. Look at the butterflies. And as she's <laughs> parting from her father, he says, Look at the butterflies. And yeah. something happens, and it is a sign. It's yeah. well, it's a it's a nice story beat yeah. in the middle of the film. Beautifully done. Beautifully now, done people the social order in both films are discussed but let, let's go through it cinematography on the world the flesh and the devil I'm getting at a 10 beautifully done for what it's done how they set up the and structured the city yeah uh, the car the abandoned cars all that 10 10 the storyline of Harold Belafonte uh being a person that's self-reliant mm -hmm. and, and, and as a black man this is definitely something where it is written that he is a black man and he is not written for anyone else mm -hmm. and it's written for him and right. the social constructs and the social order that he remains in uh while with others but by himself he is free that is a 10 yeah right mm -hmm. the story beat the, the story beats in the film, 10. Yeah. The, the the script, yeah. uh, 10. The arcing of the characters, yeah. 10. Yeah. The closing, uh, <laughs> for the time period, uh, Well, they had to do it. And they had to do it. I, I give that an 8 and a, and a half, but averages out to still 10. 10. Yeah. You need to see this film. We have to add, though. What? Um, the costume and design. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Was the ten um, yes. beautiful? Uh, he was here. Belafonte. We talked about it in the film. He was stylish because you notice we said. He was, he was constantly changing into these really nice outfits. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 you know, he went shopping. He went shopping. He okay. went shopping. I mean, he, he went and got the best car off the show. He got, the best, he got to see. He got the best, he got the best house. Yeah, best penthouse. Right. Wired up, had it going. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 the Ray Carlisle says Hollywood loves zombies. Yeah. And he has a crying laugh face. Yeah. They love living dead. Yeah. They want to eat your brain. Yeah. Really, your consciousness. Yep. Right? Yep. 
That's oh, that's a that's a yeah. interesting observation there, yeah. right? So look, yeah. So I am legend, right? Right. Right. I am legend. Right. Will Smith. Yeah. Automatically, Will Smith up there on the screen representing a black man. Yeah. There's no doubt that he is representing a black man. He yeah. is in this place. Yeah. No one else could do it like right. he did it. He yeah. is a scientist. Yeah. He is a warrior because he comes from a military background as yeah. a scientist. So he was already in the upper echelon of yeah. the United States military. Yeah. That's a 10. Yeah. The use of uh, how they open up the story with right. the God shot uh, watching the seeing the car enter the bottom of the lower third and drive up the frame, cutting to uh, he and his companion in the car, yeah. which is a German Shepherd, yeah. to them uh, chasing yeah. the prey. Sam, yeah, yeah, Sam, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, chasing the prey. Right. Beautifully done, beautiful film grammar. That's a ten. The the story arc. Yeah. The, there's a story arc in yeah. this. Not only just the character arc, yeah. but there's a story arc in this. That's a mm. ten. Character arcing mm. ten. Mm. Introduce introducing of the yeah. secondary character, which be the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And there is yeah the devil. The little boy. <laughs> well, he's not. No. What? The devil is the head zombie. Oh, the head zombie! Is right. It, there we go. Uh, you okay. know, the head zombie. The little boy. Vampire. He's not. The, he's just. He's okay. just there. He's just there. With him, right. But the zombie. So, okay. That's so they. Okay. So they have all okay. three. Right. But. Okay. So. The the the, the underestimating. This okay. is a story beat. The underestimating of the zombie, the head zombie vampire. Okay. That's a ten. Yeah. When the there's something that happens and then the head zombie emulates yeah. what Will Smith beautifully done, yeah. done yeah. which sets him up. Now, now this is when I said there's a story arc. That is the story arc because Will Smith's mm -hmm. character, you see through flashbacks oh. how he was. Yeah. So when he's on screen, he's yeah. already arced. But yeah. you, but they help you show his arc yeah. through the flashbacks of who he was but, before. Right. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Beautiful storytelling. So he's already arc, but then right. there's a story arc. Right. Which right? one are you talking? Because you remember, there's a scene for those who haven't seen it. You have to see I Am Legend. I'm imagining that everyone in the world has seen this film already. Yeah, but, I, I, but if not, you definitely have to see it. But the one scene, and I'm not going to give it away, when he goes after Sam, right? And when he's like, you know, in that building. No, no, that 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 is a that is the beat that leads to the story arc. Okay, because his because acting and that's his face, his whole his whole yeah, his whole his whole thing yeah. is he has to his emoting on the screen. Yes. That's a ten. That's a yes. ten because. You see him. He says, "I gotta go. I gotta go." Yeah. But he he's battling, himself, himself. Yeah. And he moves forward. Right. He doesn't right. retreat. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. He's going into the unknown abyss. Right. For his companion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 
that yeah. that is a story beat that leads into the larger conversation where the story arcs and his control, Will Smith's control yeah. as the, the character, yeah. as the character, his control yeah. lapses. And that's when the new when the flesh is introduced. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. And so then it goes on. So so it's beautifully done. And we need to go through the character, character, uh, the, the things real quick. So people listen. In this film, there is no social order. There's no social order in this film because Will Smith is in control. And even when he loses his composure... He's still in control to be the person that leads through, yeah. right? He gets a little assistance because as the story arcs, his character goes into a confusion. And you have to see the film, so go ahead. Um, cast, um, starring Will Smith, he plays Dr. Robert Neville. Mm -hmm. um, Alice Breger plays Anna. And Charlie Tehan plays Ethan. Uh, Willow, Willow Smith plays Marley Neville. Sally Richardson plays Will Smith's wife, Zoe Neville. Um, okay, so the villain is played by Dash Mahal, Alpha Male. I would have not I would have known that that was him. He's from Ray Donovan. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. The boxer. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's something, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, right? So... That right there, that, that's that's a 10, right? Overall 10, right? The wardrobing, the special effects, the MUA, beautifully done, right? Beautifully done. Yeah. So, people, that's a 10. Yeah. You have to see that film. Yeah. Now, people, it was glad to see that there was no social order. And, and as... Yeah. As some of us, some of us have not been lulled to sleep, right? Like, I noticed that there is a desire to get back at Trump the way that Obama was treated. A lot of people want to get back at Trump. Now, me? Did you, did you read the film? We didn't say we didn't talk about Harry Belafonte because this is together. Right. So Harry Belafonte, the flesh. Right. I mean the world, the, world, the flesh, the and the devil. Right. And I am legend. Right. What would you give them? Definitely a 10. ten. Because come on, like every since the film review began and we started whatever new film was out by Will Smith, right? We've been reviewing. Mm -hmm. So we know how we feel about you know, we love Will Smith, right? So and we had never seen her. Yeah, I just said we put them together. What, okay, what well, each definitely one both the right. ten. So we had but, never but, seen those films. Yeah, but specifically, but specifically, like I Am Legend, because like Harry Belafonte's film, I told you that was a ten. And what I added to uh, your list was the we talked about the, the, wardrobe. the wardrobe and everything. Mm -hmm. But then with Harry Belafonte's film, what I also wanted to add was the music was superb. Oh yes, it was because he also sang in the film. Yes, he did sing. Yeah, he sung, sings he did, in all he his really, films. He was right? singing, right? He was singing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, and I am legend. Um, 
Same thing too. The music was nice. He played a lot of uh, Bob Marley. He was a Bob he Marley did. film he did. fan, mm-hmm. and he named his daughter in the film. He tells you he named her Marley. after Bob yeah. Marley. Mm-hmm. So definitely, come on. Like I am, le- I am legend. Like ten across the board, just like here Bula Fonte's film, ten mm-hmm. across the board. Right. So, so for me, the yeah. world, the. Flesh, flesh and the, the devil, devil that's a right. 10 and I am legend is a 10 yeah. for everything that we yeah. said yeah. for how it's encompassing yes. one showing you the social order one the void of the social order but right. both black men moving and showing that if yeah. you leave black right. people to their own devices and right. don't try to shortchange them right. don't try to undercut them right. don't try to steal from them right in less than two years, right. we would be where we needed to but be. You notice something about both characters. What's that? In the situation that they both were in, they didn't sit and complain. No. They came up with solutions. 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 And this is what we are about at the yeah. Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, and Society. So the right. social order. Right. Now, a perfect film, a perfect film. I mean, I'm telling you, this film is so perfect, and we're not reviewing it tonight. Okay. But we will review it in the future. But we okay. saw it. But the perfect film that mm-hmm. talks about what we, that illustrates what we are talking about tonight about mm-hmm. social order, mm-hmm. is the banker. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Starring yeah. Uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Who else? And uh, Kevin, Kevin Mackey, and uh, what's Nia Long, Nia Long yeah. right? And the and the white guy. Yeah. What was his name? It's okay. Listen and to the me. actor from um, I have to look him up, but the actor Survivor's Remorse. Yeah, Survivor's Remorse yeah. is in it, right? Yeah. So this film shows you the perfect. Uh, of what social order or what we're talking about. As a matter of fact, social order is even discussed in one of the scenes, but we're not going to rate, uh, rate it today. But listen, people, while the Democrats have you distracted, the Republican court cut the 1866 Civil okay. Rights Act, right? Right. Before we start it. on that, I want to say, because we have to give people there, uh, Jesse Usher. Jesse That's Asher. the okay. actor from Survivor's Remorse who's mm-hmm. also starring in The Banker. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So while the Democrats had you distracted, the Republican court cut the 1866 Civil Rights Act. Again, we talked about it. It's fair contracting. Being able to take people to court for contracting. Going to take people to court for civil rights violations. Right. Gutted. Mm-hmm. You have to prove 100% of the goal. Everybody thought 100% Beyond a reasonable doubt before it even goes to the court. Don't forget to drink your tea. Put the tea up on the screen. Make sure you have your hot tea. We talked about that. Drink your tea. So anyway, people. Who said it? Pharaoh said it. That's right. (laughs) Listen. It helps. So look. Yeah. uh, They cut. They cut this back. So now you have to prove 100% of the time. So this is. Why are they cutting this back, people? Why every time the Republicans do something, then the Democrats so-called get back in the office, they, they are slow walking to reverse things back because they wanted it. Yeah. All right. Because they're still Dixiecrats. Yeah. Right. So listen, people, the social order is depicted in the banker. It is a must see movie. Yes. Right. Uh, Apple TV. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. The social order is beautifully described in 
One Nation Under a Groove, but it's yeah. definitely beautifully described in this film. When you watch this film, you will see the social order. And what does One Nation Under the Under a Groove talk about? What does it talk about? It says, so wide, you can't get rounded. Right. So low, you can't get under it. Right. So high, you can't get over it. Right. You can't get right. over it. And it, that perfectly describes the situation in the banker. So you, if you haven't seen it, you definitely but have it, to that see That perfectly it. describes social order. The yeah. social order of yeah. the 1950s yeah. it came from out of decades before, from right. out of early Jim Crow and then before that Emancipation Proclamation and before right. that slavery right. when it all comes forward we're in the 1957 we talked about a 1959 film we're in the 1950s mm -hmm. and there's a social order so wide right. you can't get around it right. so low you can't get under it so high you can't get over it you can't get over it one nation other under a groove Here's our chance right. to dance our way right. out of our constriction. Right. Moving and grooving, freaking down hang up alleyway. We should let the groove be our guide. We should all be moved. Feet right. don't fail me now. Right. What are they talking about? Ready or not, here we come. Right. One nation under a groove. Right. Getting down just for the funk of it. Yeah. One nation, we're on the move. Nothing can stop us now. I, 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 Listen, it's in the music. Right. It's in the music. Right. The social order is discussed in one nation under a groove by Funkadelic. Now, I know that a lot of people, you know, they got caught up in the drug situation back then. And they got more caught up on the drugs than the revolution that was in the music. See, the artist was getting high. Right. So that you didn't have to. Right. You didn't have to get high because right. your dopamine released because the music right. automatically released your dopamine. Right. So that, you will already be high right. and, and feel like you're on dope. So you didn't have to get high because right. the 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 artist, right. the musician, right. sacrificed mm -hmm. so they could expand their mind to bring you the music that make you high. So we actually saw a great document. Did we ever cover the documentary? No, the we didn't. We, we, we it remember. was yeah. It was really. It was really yeah. So you see, people, yeah. when you listen to One Nation in a Group, he's telling you the social construct. That's what the yeah. that's what the song is about. Yeah. So wide you can't get around yeah. it. So low you can't get under it. So right. high you can't get over it. Right. That's what the civil rights movement was about. Right. Which was breaking up yeah. the social order. Right. That's what civil rights was about, right? Yeah. Which gets yeah. us to this week's black, black politics. Oh, black right? This is what this gets us into this week's black politics, right? Which uh, still is very controversial. I was going to say was, but still is very controversial. Controversial? Yeah. <laughs> 
throughout social media, right? Yes, it is. Very so. much so. So look, people. Social social order, right. when you watch the film, social order is, you know, you can have white friends. I mean, th- th- there were people who had white friends, but what happened when the white friends got to a certain age? Or when little Susie got to 16, or little Johnny got to 16, oh, they weren't going to be able to play with you anymore because you've changed over from being a boy to being a boy that has potential to do other things. And so, or you're a girl that has potential to do other things. And so, you are not allowed to, it's called social order. Also, there's certain places that you couldn't walk, certain places you couldn't go. Do you know that there is still social order in certain country clubs where you won't find yourself? Tiger may not find himself and you may only get a pass, right? So, well, this is... Well, they may like let Tiger in because he's entertainment. Entertainment is all always... Yeah, broken. but he's not He's not able to walk in. Like, like Gladys Knight, we watched the master the class, oh, yeah, right? And she talked about winning a contest. Right. And the guy was so nice because the parents said, the white parents whose their kids didn't win the first prize, but she did, they said, absolutely not. We're not going to hold the trophy with her. So the guy comes down, he holds the trophy, but you know, social order... He didn't invite her to the after party and the parents knew that was going to happen already. So they had a limo and they had a party for her. She's just a little girl, but it's the social order. So people, this is a perfect, what we're getting ready to play is some video. And this is a perfect example of social order gone awry. A person who thinks, because remember we talked last week that Asians are honorary Aryans, right? So here's this Asian. Now, I don't. This came up, right? This came up, and so this is part of the, uh, of the uh, black politics, the American black politic. This came up. I don't know how old it is. I tried to research it, see if it was new or if it was something somebody had posted from way back to go along with this. But this person. So what you see? Let me set this video up before we play it. What you see here, you hear the person talking who is filming and said, "You can't keep putting your hands on her." She's not talking to the black woman. She's talking to the Asian sales associate that is in the store, right? For some reason, it seems like it sets up like this. The Asian uh, uh, clerk seems to have put her hands on the black woman a couple of times, a few times, and the black woman was just pointing at her and pretty much saying, don't let this lioness loose on you. Don't let me have to give this to you, okay? Because remember, the lioness, the female lion, goes and hunts for the food. The male lion is the protector of the pride. So he's not far behind in case it gets difficult. Then he's going to run in there and take care of it. But it's the female, the lioness. Don't let this release. And this is what misunderstanding of being an honorary Aryan, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. gets you when you don't realize that the social order does not really apply to you and even though they're trying to push it for you be the next in line Mm -hmm. when you push the the lioness up against the wall this is what happens so check this out people 
Now, now, let me pause that for a minute. <laughs> let me go back. Now, like I said, this sets up and you're going to hear the dialogue and the talk of what's going on in the camera. You can't keep putting your hands on her. Right. And then the sales associate said, well, she can't keep putting her hands in my face. She can't put, and this is what she says when she shoves her. She says, quit putting your hands, your finger in my face. Now, she has touched this woman a couple of times and you know how black people are. It takes a while for black people to get started and get the gumption up to really do something to other people. Now, had this been our own, mm -hmm. she would have got the brakes beat off her for just talking, but it takes a lot for the fuse to burn, right? And so she made the mistake mm -hmm. of not realizing that it takes a long time for the fuse to burn and just to walk away mm -hmm. because really it is not fear. It's just that you know that the system is set against you. So let's watch this. Watch this again. Now, she shoves her mm -hmm. into this. Now, you know, those are those shelvings. That they sort of think she could have got all cut up. Now, yeah. watch this again. Watch this again. That's fucked up. Now you can't. Yeah. Now you can't just keep putting your hand on her. Now she yeah. can't. She, she can't keep putting her fucking hand in my face. Why? Hey, what you want, motherfucker? You better be fucked up, bitch. I'm about to tear your motherfucking ass all the way to fuck up. Now you should just left her alone. Now. Oh, now you man. got some motherfucker with the fucking fucking. Oh my God! Cops are on the way. You about to get fucking Cause she she keep Don't putting her hand now, on her. Don't cry now, cause this is what the fuck you want. Okay, uh, okay, that's enough, baby. Come on, come on, baby. Go in the back. This is what the fuck you wanted. Now, if you notice in the scene, there's a person who is comforting the Asian woman, right? Now, this could be now 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 on the worst thing, this could be a person that's really a bad wench or a coon that's really on the side of the Asian woman or I have, we have to really start rethinking this. This could be good cop, bad cop type thing going on here, right? Because she just got the brake speed off of her. She got the brake speed off of her for putting her hands on her. Now, obviously, it took a while for the fuse to go, but when she thought because of social order, mm -hmm. she thought that she could just push the woman into the wall, into the, into the, into product. Right. And did she could just get away with it? What was she about to say? Well, she learned that uh, that she'll never do that again. <laughs> I mean, because it's just out of control. As a sales associate, this looked like the drugstore, the one that begins with the C. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> begins with the C. But um, this sales associate. Ray, Ray, Ray says, whoop that trick. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I agree with you, Ray. You're right, you're right. Go ahead, go ahead. But that sales associate had no right. No to, right. You know, to put her hands on this young lady. No, she didn't. She didn't. You know. So she so, got her brakes beat off her, right? So the so the so the older lady, she says, "Go on back in the back, baby." So let, I let, gave you what the fuck you wanted. Right. Oh my God! Don't no! Don't put it. Go leave. No, because the police don't see this. See the police gonna see this, right? He said the police is gonna see this, right? Because she's gonna try to come up with something. So this is the American black politics. This is the, these are things that 
under the social order. Now remember, they're constantly, while you're being distracted and thinking you're a Democrat or a Republican or independent or a right. Green Party, Red Party, Blue Party, right. they're constantly taking the laws away, the protections away from that, us. That young lady was uh, protecting herself. No, no, this is, was, this is true. She was standing her ground. Yeah, she did stand her ground. No argument for me on that. Self-defense, right? So when the police come, the person that should Plus be arrested that's, that's is that sales associate. That's vandalism. And she should also sue that drugs. That's right. That's vandalism. Right. That is kidnapping because she moved her off of her spot. Yeah, she you know, just little law things. Right? Pushed her right into. She pushed Ryan things right, and you have a right yeah. to defend yourself. Yes, and there it is. She has people the right to defend herself. Right. But yeah. see, this is social order. People thinking that they are ready to step into the social order, and right. while you've been distracted, right. worrying about what's worrying about the, the Democrat, the Dixiecrat line. Right, they've been taking things away from you, and like I said, Democrats are slow to walk it back. Now, people. The store club clerk pushed her, right? Right. That that is social order. Now, stop. She her. didn't just push her. She just, she shoved. She, she her. shoved her. Right, right. That's a shove. Until no. until like the what is it like cabinets or something? And you know how they have those little uh, what is it wires that stick out? The yes, the merchandise on a hook. She the merchandise. She could have stabbed the girl. She could have stabbed her. Pushing her into the hook. Into the hooks, right? She probably did stab her. She probably I'd be did. surprised if her. Whole arm, her whole face, that whole side of her body is damaged. It's damaged. That's right. That's right. So she had to get the brakes. It had to uh, get the brakes beat off, right? So look. Social order. Now, everyone seems to be talking about Dr. Fauci, right? Dr. Fauci this, Dr. Fauci that, right? So we have to go on and touch with you know, you know whose grandmother actually was watching the right station oh. all the time. Ray, guess who? Who's watching Fox all the time? That's right. That's right. Mama Carla was always watching always. Fox. Who would know yeah. that Fox News would be the ones who actually have journalists yeah. and not talking heads? You know they're slanted. You know they're racist. Yeah. But when you get good reporting, you right. do have to say, now, Dr. Fauci, everybody talks about Dr. Fauci and they're right. trying to do the divide and conquer in the, right. in the media. When you watch the press conferences, they are terribly prepared. They don't even know numbers or statistics right. before they even ask Donald Trump. They're asking, they ask Donald Trump questions from Right. Four weeks ago, a month ago, right? Right. right. They, they talk about all kinds of things. So look. Well, first of all, let's say the first time that we've seen. Let's see, is she on here? Who's the representative from? Me? No, we're gonna, I got that. Oh, she's up. on here. Let's the let's first time, but no, the first time that we've ever seen her, and you'll see her on here, was on Fox, right? That's right. the first yeah, that's right. time we ever yeah, seen it. She was on Fox. Right, right, right. She wasn't on the other channel. Talking about the hydrochloric and how it helped her the fight the coronavirus. But first, you know, I just want to say, don't don't just stick to one channel. That's we true. used to do that like a year ago, maybe. Yeah. Right. But then we started now, so stupid. Right. And then so we would know go between the two. But mostly we stuck with the if you, if But kind of just watch each other channels, mm -hmm. you know, all three or four of the channels or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just learn and from get tidbits of information from each of the different channels because they all have different specialists and different doctors 
giving you information. So don't That's just right. stick to one channel. Get That's take right. in as much information as you, as you can. can. So listen. They've been talking about Dr. Fauci, and they, okay. they try to do this uh, 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 pit one against the other, but okay. what they don't realize is Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci and everyone that comes up there are Trump's henchmen. Right. My mother used to talk about that. Yeah. Don't think that you can work with that person because that person has known that person longer, and they are their henchmen. So don't think that you're actually dividing and conquering, but they're so... Ignorant. We are in the middle of COVID nineteen coronavirus. Right. Right. Everyone's trying to live. Right. Politics should be set aside because right. we need this man to succeed. Now right. beat him on the merits of your arguments, right. but don't get up there and start lying. So listen. Right. Dr. Fauci back on January twenty first said that there was no problem. We have the videotape, and we're going to play this real quick. It comes from Fox News, and like we told you last week. Okay. You know, when it's facts, mm -hmm. you know, when it's facts and you can discern what the truth is and what's mm -hmm. not. He's on here actually saying then there's a follow up where the guy interviews him and he talks about him saying middle, middle of January. Well, actually, it was the 21st of January. That's the third week of January. Right, so let, let, let's take a look at this. Dr. Fauci didn't realize the true threat of the virus on January 21st. Take a look. Bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. Joining me now. Okay. So he said, this is something that they should not be worried about. So what was Trump doing? He was stumping, right? But at the same time, he shut down mm -hmm. from China. And if he hadn't done it, it would have been... But people weird. were upset that he shut down from China. Yeah, they were. They, they called it was xenophobic yeah. and racist. They said, and you're being racist. You're shutting off all flights to China. And that's when, when the truth started coming out, that's when I said, I, we really have to stop watching MSNBC and yeah. CNN because they are on an agenda to make him a one-term president. Okay, don't politics. like the guy. Don't like but at him. this point, you don't have to like you're him. in a matter of life and death, right. and your your reporting has to change. So let's go on. So this is the follow-up, right, where the reporter from Fox asked him about now, Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and a member of the White House Coronavirus task force so let's just start in january or february when was the first time that you realized that this was a major problem because i remember in late january you were telling people early february this was nothing to be concerned for most americans americans for the most part were not at risk it was in january at a time uh when the chinese were saying First, that it was only going from an animal to a human. And then when there were human cases that... Okay, people. So listen. China says that this, that it was only going from animals to humans. Why? We, we just finished talking to Pharaoh. Right. And he told us animals carry coronavirus. Right. The people eat. Do people ever really read... Do they read this? Do they read read this? Let me put this up here to you. Do you actually read this? Because when you read it, oh my God, 
you are so illuminated. You are illuminated. You, you go to Leviticus. You go to Leviticus chapter 11. And it talks about certain things that you don't eat. You don't eat camel. You don't eat eagle. You don't eat rats. You don't eat cats. Or bats. And you don't eat bats. So you read this. Chapter 11, 1 through... Chapter 11, 1 through, just go all the way through, through 23, it lays out, you don't have to have the Al-Quran, the, the Quran, all you have to do is have a Bible because God is God. If you read the Bible, it tells you right there in Leviticus chapter 11, what to eat, what not to eat. Right. You're not supposed to eat no dog, cat, rat, you're not supposed to eat swine, right. it's not clean, it's swine, it's pig, people, Right? right? What is all this that we've been talking about, about pre-existing conditions, right. right? So then they got upset. They got upset with the uh, Surgeon General. Listen to this. Thank you, Mr. President. Good afternoon, everyone. I started off the week talking about the challenges that lie ahead, and I want to finish the week just by reiterating what you've heard. Now, they, let me stop this. So they, they got upset with this guy because he started talking about Big Mama and all that. Why are people so self-hating? Our culture is out there. There's Big Mama's house. There's Medea. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. On Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 